Hey, welcome once again uh, to another Not About Us podcast. We're going to have a conversation piece today. I uh, just want to thank you guys for joining us again. I uh, hope that uh, in whatever happens today, whatever conversation comes out, uh, that the Holy Spirit reaches into your heart, uh, makes something happen that uh, we obviously can't. <laughs> so as always, I'm Scott. And I'm Brad. And this is Not About Us. All right. Well, thanks for joining us one more time. Uh, like I said, this is this conversation piece, so I have no idea what's going to get said. Uh, that's kind of a lie. I have some ideas. I have some thoughts about some things to throw out there, but, you know, we're just going to let it happen as it happens. But we do know one thing, and that's Brad. You're going to start us off in prayer. Yes. And we're going to invite the Holy Spirit in uh, and let Yahweh do his perfect will uh, in this place. Yes. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for podcast day. Oh, thank you. Thank you for this time to come together and oh, to just be in the joy of you. Hallelujah. To refresh ourselves as we talk about the things of you. But, as always, we'll never be able to do it without actually having you here with us. That's right. Yes. So, Yahweh. Father, please, please be our guide. Help us. Find the topics that you wish us to share and help us to forget the topics that you don't want us to share. Absolutely. We want to do this because we want to worship you. We want to give you the glory. We want you uplifted in this. Please, Lord, take this thing, make it what you want it to be. And if you want to take the mic, it's yours. As always, we love you. We honor you. We give you our respect. We give you any glory that we can give. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, thank you for that, Brad. Um, anything when we start off today that uh, is on your heart to throw out there or just want me <laughs> to toss out some things? Well, um, you mentioned that you had a shout out um, that you wanted to do last time. Oh, yeah. And so maybe we should start with that. Make sure it gets done. Make sure it gets done. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I had a I had an interesting experience. Uh, it was cool to me. I'm sure as I explain it, it's going to be something that's like, you know, big deal to anyone else. But it's one of those things that touched my heart. Um, I've got a, a, a pair of friends, uh, Anthony and Julie Ox. Uh, if you're watching, hi. Uh, just kind of reconnected with them again. Uh, now, the interesting thing about this is uh, we used to go to church together uh, years ago. Uh, they moved away, but we discovered when we met them that our we, we got married on the same day. I mean, before we knew them, uh, our our marriage date. My phone's going off. Sorry, <laughs> that's all right. Uh, so it, uh, so that was kind of cool. So our anniversary and how many years we've been married is exactly the same. Yeah. So it's just been kind of every year. You know, one of us texts the other. You know, say happy anniversary, you know, whatever. And that's when you go, oh, thank God for reminding me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's usually him sending it to me because uh, I'm always like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You know, and then I get busy with something and then I get the text. Oh, he beat me. 
but um, but this year he did it again, and 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 it, this time though, uh, I have a tendency, and this is on me, and and I'm really sorry, and I've already uh, talked to Anthony about it, and promised it's not. I'm, I'm going to try to keep it from happening this time, but. I tend to be one of those people out of sight, out of mind. So, you know, it's like, hey, happy anniversary. Great to hear from you. Good job. And then for another year, I don't say anything. Uh, so I want to apologize for that to you guys and uh, just say happy belated anniversary, uh, obviously. But but it was really cool because I was, this time I was, I was studying in Genesis, and we're going to get into this when I hit the Genesis podcast, but I'm going to talk about it here. Just talking about how I kind of mentioned it in our last Genesis podcast, but I'm going to get deeper into it. How the whole Ark experience is a is a prophetic, prophetically symbolic of the the death and resurrection of Jesus and our death and resurrection into Him, and, and the whole salvation picture. But following the flood ark experience and the days that come after, uh, we mentioned it when God released the wind. Uh, God, God sent a wind out, and that word wind being the same word they use for Holy Spirit, ruach. Right. And I'm going to talk about this in depth next time. The picture that's coming just really spoke to me a lot about the Holy Spirit working. And as I'm studying this, and I'm thinking... Um, you know, we've had this whole salvation experience. Now the Holy Spirit is reaching to us and speaking to us individually. And this is a picture of, of us connecting with God. And uh, now the Holy Spirit connects with us on an intimate, personal level. Uh, he texts. And, and it just kind of caught me in the moment, the, uh, especially what he was talking about. And he was, he was updating his life, and they've, they purchased an a old church building uh, as a house, and they're, and they're renovating it and updating it. And he was just mentioning some other things, uh, and, and, I just, and it, it hit me personally. So I'm not going to go into all of them here at this moment because I don't believe they're relevant to everyone. This this was a this was a personal thing. I, I just felt like that message, everything he he was texting was like, here I am reading, the Holy Spirit is gonna connect with you. That's that's a message I was coming across and then he does it. And it was like at that moment I get that text that says, I've got a message for you right now. Um so to Anthony and Julie, uh, I just want to thank you for being uh, members of the Holy Spirit, being uh, able and willing to 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 be led, to be to to go where the Holy Spirit wants you to go, and for doing that and uh, letting the Holy Spirit work in me through you. So I guess that's. I realize it's a it's a minor thing to everyone else, but that was a, a, just a personally cool moment for me. It, it might be a minor thing for most other people, but I love when that kind of stuff happens. I, I, you know, I call them God wink moments where in, in that moment you realize 
you're talking to God, right? You are having a moment yeah. with God. And you can do, you do that all the time. But in that moment, uh-huh. it's clear. Yeah. You know? But but I also understand it's like um, someone walks in and, and you've, you've just been, someone's been run over by a car and their leg is completely torn off. And someone walks in, lays hands on them, and the leg grows back. It's like, oh, everyone's going to be interested. This is, yeah. oh, my goodness, how amazing is that? Whereas another time, you know, you're like watching TV or something and the, what's going on in your head, you're struggling with something perfectly timed on the TV just answers your question. And you realize individually, it's like, oh my goodness, this was a moment. God had me here because he knew that was coming. This is an answer to exactly what I was thinking. And it, it is so impactful to you. But you realize that kind of story, everyone else is going to go, really? You know, it's, well, you know, you know, what's popping in my head, though, is, you know, picture what it's going to be like when we're with him. Yeah. And we, you know, it's our turn to tell something that he did, something that is so small and, and minute that we think of right now. But yeah. when we're there, can you imagine the celebration that'll happen for something that we consider to be so small now? Uh-huh. I mean, there'll be joy and celebration and, you know, a party for for these little Godwink moments. And, and I think that <laughs> is pretty cool. Uh, even if right now we think, okay, well, it's not that big of a deal. Uh-huh. But there. No, I get it. There, it'll be a big deal, you know. And um, while I'm on that subject, one of the other things, as we were conversing, uh, he texted me this, and I just thought it was a really cool idea, or something I hadn't really consciously thought about before, but I'll throw it out to you. Um, now, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, mm-hmm. right? And we know you've just had twins. Uh, I have a son. Uh, we, you know, Genetically speaking, your, your kids, everyone's kids, are you and your wife you know that the parents genetically make that the child is in your image right i mean it's a, it's an amalgamation it's a combination of the both of you but when adam was born when adam was created he was made in the image of god and i haven't really thought about it this way before i i just imagine okay in the image of god so, he's, you know, the, the head, the shoulders, the chest, the arms, the legs, everything had symbolism, everything had meaning. You know, I was thinking of it that way. And he was perfect spiritually and physically. But Anthony brought up something that he said, Jesus is Yahweh. Right? He's the word. But, but he is as much Yahweh as the Father, as the Holy Spirit is Yahweh. Right. And Adam was made in the image of Yahweh, are Adam and Jesus identical? Oh, interesting. What did Adam, when he was first created, look like Jesus? And, and, and it's one of those things, again, like you can honestly go, does it matter? Does, you know, does it really affect my faith one way or the other? You know, and I get that argument. But to me, it was just a really cool idea that started to make my mind explode because did God did Yahweh God if God made Adam in his image did physically the representation of Adam you know was it a perfect physical representation 
of who God was in, in a physical sense, whatever, or, you know, in a representational sense, I don't know. But then when Jesus is born, the son of God, did Adam, you know, did they, did they look alike? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. And yeah, that, that thought just kind of blew my mind for about two hours after, after he texted me that, uh, and I, I, I'm still just kind of going, wow, that's, that is so cool. <laughs> so did Adam look like Jesus and did Eve look like the spirit? You know, that's, that's an interesting. Because that's what I'm thinking. See, Adam, I'm talking about Adam. That is the combination, the amalgamation of Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. The, um, uh, you know, the, the first Adam before he separated the two and, and in the perfect image of God. Now, Jesus, Yeshua came as a son, as a male, to fulfill certain things. Uh, but that original, yeah, is that it too? When he separated Adam and Eve, uh, when, he, when he took the woman part out, that made me think, did Adam's features change a bit? Or, or did he essentially remain, he, he took a rib, so everything else, because that's always the way I pictured it. Adam didn't change physically. He just removes the rib, makes makes Eve, so to speak. And uh, but but that original being Adam in the likeness of God. Uh, did he look like how Jesus looked when he came? I don't know. <laughs> and again, I don't know that it matters, but it's a cool thought. Yeah. It probably, I mean, it probably doesn't matter, but it's still, it's still an interesting uh -huh. idea. <laughs> hmm. Just something fun to ponder. Yeah. No, I like that. And then that, and and then uh, this is this is a totally separate uh, issue, but the reason I thought about it is because. It's the next thing I'm going to text back, and I haven't even texted it back to Anthony yet. But then that got me pondering other things, and and then, then I was wondering, just because uh, I know that God exists outside of time. Uh, all of time, uh, from the beginning of mankind to Armageddon and, and, and what have you, you know, whenever time is going to wrap up and he makes everything perfect again, God exists outside. He's at the end right now. He's outside the book, essentially, that is uh, humanity. And when we go on and are perfected in him, and we exist outside of that, are we going to be able to step back in, in, a sen in essence, and, and read the book, so to speak? Watch what happens perfectly. And I just, I kind of imagined... Because the reason I was thinking, the reason this came up is I was just contemplating a single tree. And I was like, you know, I take it for granted. It's just a tree. I drive by. But, you know, I began to just imagine the intricacies and the perfection in just that single tree. Every little thing that works, every little cell, every, you know, the leaf, the, 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 the root system, everything about that tree that works so well was designed so perfectly and I was like, I can't fully understand it now. Am I going to be able afterwards, you know, it's like after I'm dead, after, you know, after all this has happened, after, after the whole thing is done and everything's been made perfect, 
Am I going to be able to step back into time, into this moment when I'm looking at that tree, and I'm going to be spiritually come back in this moment and analyze that tree from now the perspective of God going, and this is how I made the tree. And this particular tree, this is what, and just be amazed with all of the specifics that now I have access to. Sure. Now I have understanding about. And that got me thinking, because I've always, I've always believed that we're going to know the story of, of all of Earth's history. You know, once, once we're dead and gone and we're in uh, the presence of Yahweh, I've always believed we're going to be able to know the truth about what happened. But it really started to hit me that we can experience it. Um, if we're outside of time, we would be able to go back and, and like I said, open the book and, and read it again and, and just sort of, like, like imagine if right now, you and I, we're doing this podcast and we're talking to the people uh, witnessing it. Imagine if right now, you and I, spiritually are standing right here looking at us going is that how we looked like you know <laughs> or we're we can you know it's it's millennia later we've stepped back into this picture and we're going and we're just admiring how the holy spirit was working in a way that right now we can't see we can't tell maybe we're going you know we're looking back and, and we're going so that's what happened in the spiritual Nate, in the spiritual realm, as we were going on, that kind of thing. I, I think, you know, we're going to be able to step back into time, and, and this is just me pondering. This, you know, honestly, guys, if you if you're listening and you're going, oh, that's complete rubbish. That's that's total garbage. Okay, I'm cool with that. Uh, uh, this is just me thinking about it. Uh, um, but that that just that started to blow my mind. That uh, am I going to be able to go back and witness Jesus dying on the cross? Am I going to be able to go back and watch God form man out of the dust? Not just be told the tale, not just be told what happens, but am I going to be able to experience it? Am I am I going to be able to go through history and? Not just see what actually happened, that the press didn't report accurately, that the history books didn't get right, but, but see what happened on the physical level and understand what was going on on the spiritual level behind the scenes that was manipulating what was going on. Um, that, that amazes me. So right now, spiritually, we could be here looking at this and going, yep, we really were that big of a dork. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> no, no, I I've often thought that I mean, I know that you I know that our own lives get reviewed and and it has to be an accounting for uh the stuff that we have done. But going through that with the savior, you know, kind of takes the edge off a little bit. It makes it so I will be more emotional upset that I failed in, in, in so many ways. Yeah. You know, and rather than the fear of, cause I mean, he already knows what I've done, <laughs> you know, yeah. he was, he was there when I did it. And so I just, the now being with him and, and seeing that from his perspective, that will, that will be an emotional turmoil for me. <laughs> but yeah, but 
to to also then be able to see the times where you thought you failed, but you didn't. Mm -hmm. You know, heaven said, no, that was not a failure. And here's why. To be able to see the strands that you don't see right now, but Uh this little interaction here led to this, that led to this, that led to that. You know, to be Mm -hmm. able to see all of those things. I think we, I think for sure we will get to do that because I think that all helps with our growth, you know, it helps with our physical growth and it'll help with our spiritual growth at that point. And, uh, and, and then it just gives more glory to him when we actually see, Oh my goodness. I didn't even know you, ha- you were protecting me there. I didn't even see it, you know, just more glory going his way. Uh, and, and cause we can give it now, but when we actually see all the other stuff going on in the spiritual that we can't see right now, I mean, and I, and I think for good reasons. I think think if if we could truly see right now, I think it would it would be on frightening and beyond. You know, it would be it'd be more than our mortal minds could handle. Um, and my proof of that is every time in scripture when someone sees something like that, they fall down as if dead. Yes, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's overpowering. It's mm-hmm. you know, but to be there, to be with him, to see it. And then be able to just to appreciate every single moment that we didn't get to see right now because it would have been too overpowering. And but then to be able to immediately give it back to him in glory and just thank uh-huh. you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know? Yeah. I, I, I think I do think that it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. And as I was talking about earlier, just then we can go and we can share our story. But what but from your perspective, how better if we share the story by just showing people. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Just just experience it live it out you know just watch it happen be there yeah um because i do i i totally agree with you i i i'm one of the people who believes we're going to re-experience our lives essentially in front of god the father yeah i think god is going to review our lives and we're going to be able to see everything that ever happened every choice that was ever made every everything we did good and bad with god standing right there watching and and the times that we screw up are gonna feel like hell uh and the times that we succeeded we're gonna see his uh his his glorious uh visage you know beaming uh with pride right there in front of us we're gonna feel wonderful it's gonna you know we're gonna we're gonna go through both but that's just my life I mean, I imagined re reliving my life as kind of an outsider's point of view with God standing right there. You know, this, I never really thought of, you know, can I go back to the 1600s and examine this scene that I've studied about in history books, but I don't really understand what actually happened. Can I go back to this country and that time period and this, you know, and actually be in those private chambers where no one thought they were being heard and hear their conversation and see the spiritual warfare going on around them uh, for good and for evil. And can I just step into history at any point and just understand, you know, I, I think so, but you know, I possibly even be given a guided tour by somebody who was there. Yeah. You know, or the Holy Spirit, you yeah. know, just, just, 
and that's, I do think that's part of it. I think we're going to have eternity to just glorify and praise and worship and love and learn and grow. And I think that's going to be part of it. I think, uh, I think we're going to be able to travel the universe uh, to planets and solar systems, whatever, and just experience the majesty and glory that he set up in the stars and everywhere else. And I think we're going to be able to travel into the past. I think we're going to be, I, I think we're going to just explore him. I, if, if there had been no fall, I think that we would have naturally gotten there. I think we were mm. babies at the beginning and we had a small territory. But I think if we had been able to grow, we would have gotten more and more. And I think that's what's coming. But we were impatient. The knowledge of good and evil, I can have it now. Uh -huh. And so now we did, we did that and then there was a fall. But I think that the plan was always we were babies and we were supposed to grow and grow and grow. And then eventually, you know, uh -huh. you have a garden, eventually you have more, eventually you have more. Yeah. When you're ready for it. Yeah. And, and I think that is what, I think all of this is part of that reconciliation to get us back to that point, to get us back on track so we can have that. Now, I, I do think, I do think that we'll be able to explore and, and within an eternity, and, and, and it'll be such a different concept because when we say eternity now, but we're still thinking about as, as finite beings. We're still thinking yeah. about it as a time frame. Uh -huh. You know, it, it, eternity, what is it? Well, it's still a time frame. It's, you know, it's just a never-ending time frame. Mm -hmm. But it'll be so different because time won't be a thing anymore. It won't, it, it'll, it'll, what is the perspective of being there and, and what does eternity mean to them? Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure it'll be much different than what we think of right now, trying to figure it out with our logical human brains. Oh but, yeah, you know. So yeah, I don't see why there would be any reason why you couldn't, um, you know, yeah. couldn't, couldn't go from. I mean, if Jesus can be everywhere at all times, you know, then when we are like Him, it just feels like that we should be able to do some of that stuff too, you know. Yeah, I. But again, if someone says someone comes up to me and goes, "I don't believe it. I think you're messed up." I'm not going to fight it. Yeah. You know, I'm <laughs> okay. You know, it's one of those things that I'm going to go, all right. Well, cause I've also, you know. I've also thought about this from the other perspective. I've also like wondered, you know, things that I think are interesting now to know them. Like when I, when I, when I was younger, when I was like 12 or so, I got a birthday gift and it was a book and it was all the facts from the year that you were born. Mm -hmm. And then in the back of the book, it had, it had charts. And of course, they weren't exactly accurate, but it would say things, by the time you turn 45, your heart will have pumped this many gallons of blood. Right. I found that so fascinating. And I got to thinking about it. Will I someday be able to know exactly how many uh, gallons did my heart pump yeah. in my lifetime? Will I know exactly how many hairs are on my head? You know, mm -hmm. well, I know all these things, but then I've also wondered, will I care? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's hard to say. I love history now, but maybe when we're there, that no longer matters. Mm -hmm. it, it's 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 just such a hard. And, and that's kind of part of my point is will we? Because I think on one hand, you know, I'm asking the question: 
will we be capable? And I think yes. I think that's the answer. But on the other hand, I'm thinking, does God want us to? Right. You know what I mean? It's like, we'll be be capable, but we'll be perfected. We'll be in the image of God. We'll be growing. What does God want us to see? You know, it's it's dad taking the child and going, let me show you. Where is he going to take us? And like I said, we have all of eternity. We might step into the past. We might review history, a quote unquote, five million years later, after we've done so many other things, that might be the next step he wants to take, me personally. Right. Whereas someone else, he took them right away because, you know, we all we all have, he knows where we are and he just wants to grow us in love for him for the rest of eternity. Uh, I just... I think that more than anything is, is he going to take us by the hand and go, come with me, let's experience this, because this is going to help you see something really cool. Right. This is going to be amazing to you. Is he going to take me back to that tree and go, you know, you were wondering at this time about it, now I'm going to show you. Yeah. Isn't this cool? Uh, you know, things like that. Uh, I That's one of the things I wonder what he's going to do with me Yeah. Uh, in the beyond, you know. So, and it doesn't have to, you know, I'm, and this is one of those things that this isn't a question that necessarily needs an answer because when I die and when I'm with him, I realize whatever he wants me to do is, is going to be awesome. Whatever he wants to do with me, whatever fun he wants to have, whatever he wants to show me, I'm just going to say, it, you know, you lead, I'll follow. I'm going where you want me to go. Let's right. do it. This is going to be amazing. Uh, well, as always, we can only use, you know, what we have now in this physical, finite existence to try to figure these things out. Mm-hmm. But but whatever is going to be there, it's going to be so, it's going to be beyond our comprehension at this point anyway. You know? Oh, and I started laughing too because uh I will do this periodically. I'll just be walking along or something, and and um, I'll just look at something, and I'll go, Ugh. If I do that, I'm Iron Man, just imagining I'm blasting. If I do this, I'm the Human Torch, and I'm <laughs> frying it with uh, with fire. And I'll just and, – and I looked up into the sky after that, and I was wondering this. I was like and, – and I started looking around going, am I there? I wonder if I'm right now watching me think about this. You know, you know, like I'm in the future, I've come and I'm looking at me right now. And I just imagined me blasting up and it was a cloudy sky. You know, it was just it was about to rain and it was heavy clouds overhead. And then I imagined myself just going pow, pow, and, and putting a smiley face on the clouds. And I'm and I started laughing because I'm like, now my, my spiritual me in the future is seeing the spiritual and is actually seeing a smiley face <laughs> and it's going, Oh my goodness. You know? And I just, I just started giggling at the absurdity and the silliness of that. You know, it's I, like, Oh my gosh, my, my other guy can actually see this. I imagined my future self when he comes back to look at me at any point, it's probably just a continuous face poem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he did that. Oh. <laughs> But anyway, uh, I'm just rambling now. Uh, but this has been fun no, talking about this. Fun. But I have something else to bring up too. But I want to turn it over. Do you have anything else to throw out there? No, I don't want to bring anything because that was fun. 
I don't, really, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to. But let's just let's just uh, let's just stay there for a little while. I don't want to. Yeah, well, I have some. I have another topic to jump on to. Do you want to? No, go for it. This is just something that's been kind of. I've been. It's it's come up recently, and I've been thinking about it. I, actually, I was going to bring it up last time. Uh, if Cooney wasn't here, uh, last conversation we had with Cooney, uh, we let her lead the topic, but I was ready to do this in, in last week with our conversation. So it's something I've been mulling over for a while. And I don't have an answer for this, but it's really, it's one of those things that hits me. What do I do? Uh, I struggle with what I've been in several situations in my life where I feel like on one side, God says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. God, God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. And, and you know, humility, 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 uh, uh, just turn the other cheek, that kind of thing, right? Just, you know, evil seems to win. Let it win. Who cares? You know, God knows what he's doing. God knows where you are. God is giving grace to you. Uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, uh, do not bear false witness. Uh, the Lord is truth. God, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I stand for truth. And I do not wish to be participating actively in what I know is a lie. So I've been in several situations in my life where essentially I'm accused of something that I didn't do. That I have nothing... To be, I'm not involved in this in any way. Sure. And um, not not bringing up a specific situation with this, but um, just when you feel like someone basically comes to you and says, "I know you did this. Just admit it, and we'll be done." And you're like, "Okay, we'll bring up one specific situation happened to me many years ago uh, that just reveals how I feel." Uh, I was at, oh, okay. I was, I was working for Wells Fargo. Uh, I was quality assurance. Uh, I monitored contracts. I monitored phone calls for accuracy, you know, all that kind of thing. And I would send my reports on to whoever, you know, whatever division, whatever branch, whatever manager, a vice president in the company that I couldn't name right now if I wanted to, you know, I, I don't remember who it was sends me an email, says, hey, I wish to know, is this the procedure for doing ABC? Our straightforward question, I responded, um, absolutely, yes, the procedure is this, this, and this, you had it, you know, you are correct, um, this is the way we do things, you know, this, this is what happens. A couple hours later, I get called into my boss's boss's office. Uh, my boss is there. Her boss is there. They're both reviewing this email chain. And I, I haven't received the next email. Apparently, vice president contacts them or, or her, my boss's boss, and basically demands an apology from me for my answer. And, and it's just upset and incensed at how I answer. Now, my boss and my boss's boss are both reviewing this and going, I have no idea what he's talking about. He asked this question. 
you answered it exactly how you should have answered it. You said exactly what we both would have said. This doesn't make any sense why he's upset. We don't get it. But in all of this, they basically tell me you did no wrong. Uh, but go apologize to him because yeah. it'll make everything go away. And I fought with that. I fought with just being fired and just basically telling this guy, you know, how dare you come to me with this and threaten my job and threaten my position for doing the best that I can, for doing my job professionally, accurately. Now that was truth, but that was not humility. Now what I ended up doing was, you know, and, and more because other people are affected. My boss, my boss's boss, they're, they're in line, they're, they're being tagged on this too. And I thought, there's more people in this than just me. Uh, I went ahead and apologized. And it took me a long time before I could forgive that person and, and release it. I was so upset with, you know, it was the how dare you use your position to hold it over me to, to you know, I don't know what it was, ego, I, you know, whatever it was, but I was in that place of, I felt the apology was a complete lie. And I felt like by doing that, I was sinning essentially and saying, I am not doing what God wants me to do because I'm accepting a lie. I'm going along with the lie. I'm saying the truth doesn't matter. But if I would have gone the other way, I would have felt guilty too. Because I would have said, well, I'm not being humble. I'm not humbling myself. I'm, act I'm acting in pride myself. I'm saying, I'm right, you're wrong. You know, standing up self-righteously going, what is wrong with you? Uh, any advice? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I find myself in those situations every so often where someone essentially says, apologize for this. Apologize for what? I didn't do anything. You know what you did. Come on, apologize. I don't even know what's going on. And I don't know what to do. And it's one of those things that I think, this is one of, those, this is one of the ways that Satan attacks me on because it causes me such stress, because it causes me such a dilemma. Uh, I feel like I'm in a lose-lose situation. Either way, I feel like I'm not obeying God in some way. Well, we can't rewind yet and go back <laughs> to that moment. Right. Um, did you pray at that at that point, or were you so were you uh, so in the moment that you? I don't believe so. Um, this was about 15 years ago. And, and this all happened at work. I don't believe I went off to pray. I believe I just sat at my desk and stewed. So, so yeah, I definitely had problems in, in this particular moment. Now, I said there's been many moments sure. like this through my life. Not, not, most of them not at work, just personally with other, you know, people. Or, or you know, they've been school, work, personal, whatever. But at that moment, yeah, I definitely could have stepped back and said, okay, God, what do I do? There's a few examples in scriptures where 
the lie was okay because it saved innocent people. And, you know, so it, it, but, but the problem is in a situation like that, it wasn't necessarily saving, like there wasn't life and death going on in that yeah. moment, you know? So it's like, I think a lie is okay because the scripture will back this up. A lie is okay if it saves innocent people, if, 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 if it causes more causes more disruption to innocent people and their salvation or their 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 life. In this case it was babies. But it 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 can never be it can never be just because you are trying to justify your own uh, anger or your own, you know, there has to be an actual, and, and this is why it'll never really probably happen in anybody's lifetime, because it has to be a real situation where, you know. It, You're talking about like, um, uh, I'm in World War II Germany and I've got Jews in, in my ceiling and the, the Nazis come to my door and say, are you hiding Jews? And I say, what are you talking about? Of course not. Get out of here. That, I believe, I mean, I don't speak for God. Yeah. But I believe in that moment, God would say, you did what I wanted you to do. You sacrificed, uh, in this case, you sacrificed a, taking a sin to save other people. I don't necessarily think that that can be wrong. But it can never be for your own ego, your own pride, your own anger. And, and, and then unfortunately, in situations like that, for me my ego is usually the problem. And so I guess my only advice would be, and you're really good about this. I, I need to learn from you how to do this more often, but my only advice would be leave that moment, leave that moment, go to God and pray and let him, let him tell you what needs to be done. Um, I, you know, we all, we, the problem with lying is that we, as a society, we have, we have justified the little lies, as we call them, mm -hmm. but they're all of equal measure, you know, to God, Yeah. you know? And so it's really easy in our society to say, well, it didn't hurt anything because it was just a little lie. I didn't want to hurt their feelings or, you know, but actually in those moments, I think that's just a, Get it? yeah, <laughs> I think in those moments, that's just a weakness because you're afraid not of, of, of the repercussions, the consequences of having to tell the truth in that situation. Yeah. But in a situation like Jews are hidden in the attic and I have to protect them to the best of my abilities, I'm being selfless in that moment. I am mm -hmm. putting my concern into it for them. And I, and I, and I, and I could be wrong because I don't speak for God. But I think in a moment yeah. like that, God would say, that's right. In a situation like, well, someone wronged me, and uh, and and it was without justification, I think in that moment the answer would be the peacemaker is the one that, you know, it, it would be the better would be better in that situation. Mm -hmm. And and then I'm not I'm I can't say I've ever successfully done this. I don't know if I have or not. <laughs> you know, that's a real hard thing for me. Um, I, I 
doubt he listens, but if he does, I'll take the consequences. But in my current position, my boss often feels like he's purposely looking for things to get people in trouble. And there's been a number of occasions now where I've just had to try to nod my head and smile and just say, you're absolutely right. And you're absolutely right. Even though I know that's not right. <laughs> the way he treats people, the way he treats me, it's not necessarily mm -hmm. correct. But I feel like it's just, it's, it's, it's the right thing to, to not turn it into a situation uh, where I am now, uh, you know, he's offending me, I'm offending him, and it just never ends. The circle just never right. ends. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I tend to try to go more, you know, remove myself from the situation and be the peacemaker if I can, because I think that's correct. But once again, our future selves could be right here going, you're almost there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're right. You almost got it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the difficulty I have with, um, a lot of times when someone is just being abusive or being angry or being upsetting in some way, I try my best to understand, to empathize, to realize I don't know everything about them and what's going on. What if they're taking out on me the fact that their dog just died and they don't know how to process that. Now right. stuff is coming out. And if I knew better, I would hurt for them, you know, you know, but things like that. I, I, I try my best, but in those situations where the person comes to you and says, Brad, you did this wrong and you need to be punished for it. And you did ABC and you know, you didn't do ABC. You did X, Y, Z exactly the way you should have. Uh, you know, that's when I get into, do I stop and, and say, no, I did it right. And I'm going to stand on this hill and die on this hill, knowing that you're going to be upset and angry and it's going to cause a fight. Or do I say, I'm sorry for doing ABC when I know I did not. And it's a lie. Uh, I don't think that's, that's, that's when I, well, that's when I go, wait a second. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with defending truth at any point. Uh -huh. Um, but if the, if, if you put up your defense and it's still not working, I guess I would take comfort in the fact that even if it's not in this moment, but it could be, but even if it's not in this moment, God will eventually decide between both parties. And, and, you know, as long yeah. as, as long as you're doing what you're supposed to do i think god will look at that and he will fit he's the most fair you're you're right you and, know and actually that's where my concern comes from in all of this it's not oh i hate that person and i want to see them suffer it's knowing that i'm going to stand before god in his judgment mm -hmm. in god's judgment seat we're going to review my life and that's what i struggle with if i go you're right boy i screwed that up Am I going to be standing before the judgment seat? And he goes, now, why did you do that? You just allowed a lie to grow. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you allowed it to take root. And that lie led to this. You know, I wanted you to correct them. I, I needed them to see truth 
in order to move on this. I was working to change them in their life, and you refuse to let that happen. Or if I say, no, you're wrong, um, you know, even if I don't pound my fist, you know, I'm sorry, that just came out, you're wrong. But if, it, you know, even if I go, no, I'm sorry, you know, no, I did it correctly. Um, no, I'm too, why do you keep lying to me? You know, you did it wrong. No, I did it correctly. I'm going to stand on that. This is what I did. Uh, your assessment is incorrect. Uh, and take the hit in the moment, take the anger, take the whatever. Now I'm standing before the judgment seat of God and he's going, why didn't you humble yourself? I wanted you, you are my servant. He needed to see, you know, he, he didn't need that fight. He didn't need that whatever. I was, that's what I struggle with. It's like, I, and I think it comes back to prayer and listening to God in the moment and getting myself in a position to where I'm actually hearing his voice. Well, and, and, and that's, that's the actual truth right there because every situation is different. Uh -huh. There might've been a time where you needed to be humble and there might've been a time where you needed to stand yeah. up. I, I, sometimes I find myself in what I call my righteous anger. Something is so offensive that I feel like, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to be David going against Goliath. I cannot handle him slandering my God anymore. Mm -hmm. And then I sometimes get kind of kicked in the butt. <laughs> God's like, Brad, that's not your fight. You know, that's not yeah. the battle. You know, and it's just, it really comes down to, to, we got to get to a point where we can clearly hear his voice. Um, especially with the, the times that we're in. I mean, you know, we need more clarity from him and less of the distractions of what's going on here. Because um, I think we'll eventually get to a point where, we will, I think we are going to have these life and death, you know, it's not going to be a, um, a situation where my boss was mean to me. It's going to be, I might have to stand up and be a martyr, uh -huh. you know, I, I, so I think in these little things, I, if we were working to try to get some of that clarity, then when the big things come, we'll be better prepared, Yeah. you know, um, but yeah, I don't think there's any... I don't think there's any right answer for that for or, you know a fix all for every situation because every situation is so unique and different. No, I think you're right in that. But I I tend I tend and I don't I'm not I don't want to be like I'm so wonderful. I tend to try to go the peacekeeper route, but I also fell at that a lot, and I know I do. I, I've caught many times and I've rewinded and I reviewed it and tried to figure out where did I, where did it go wrong, <laughs> you know. Um, I've probably fell at that more often than I'm successful, but I do believe that the peacekeeper route is usually the better option, at least for me. And that may not be right for everybody. Um, but for me, it feels like God, because, and I think part of that comes from being an angry youth, you know, being a very jealous and angry individual. Yeah. And I think God has totally transformed my heart. And so I think now... I go maybe more to the peacekeeping, more to the, but then in that I got to be careful because that sometimes turns into people pleasing. Yeah. You know, no, which, I, I hear you there, which that is also not necessarily right. 
Um, one of the aspects of my temperament is I have a hard time saying no. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just say yes to everyone mm -hmm. because I don't want them to be upset. I don't, I want to help them out. Yep. But then I say yes to too many things that I can't handle. And then, out. and then I blow up at them because I feel like they put me in a position that I shouldn't have been in and it's all their fault. Yep. And that causes problems. Yep. So I had to learn how and when to say no. Uh, so, so I totally get that. Uh, I, um, and I think that's just, everybody can do that. That's the self-assessment, you know, finding the areas where you're strong and the areas where you're weak and just being on guard for those areas where you are weak and, yeah. and promoting those strengths. Okay. Um, you know, but yeah, no, I, that, that was, that was an interesting topic, uh, uh, to bring up. And I, <laughs> <laughs> it's just something I've been struggling with. It's been on my heart lately because of a lot of things that have happened in my past and, and what have you, it's just been like, did I do it right? Did I, you know, and, and I think you're right. I think each individual example was different. Um, I do think I just need to get to the place where I need to hear his voice in the moment and just go with whatever that is right then. Um, Cause he's perfect. I'm not, uh, I'm just not in a place where I understand what that is. Yeah. Yep. And he's the perfect judge. So if there, if you really have been, if you have really, truly been mistreated, if you have really, truly been wronged, um, you know, he knows that. And, and then, then it's up for him <laughs> to, to figure that out, um, which is awesome. There's a, um, there's a Newsboys song. Um, it goes, uh, sorry, I'm not your cup of tea, uh, but I don't mind. Yeah, I said I don't mind. And the end of that song, yeah, you know, you know what song I'm talking about. I don't want to, don't want to get into any copyright problems here, so I'm not singing it or whatever. But at the very end of the song, it just goes on and on. Yeah, I said I don't mind. No, I don't mind. Yeah, I said I don't. And it just repeats it ad nauseum over and over and over until uh, it, it, the very last line is, okay, maybe I do mind. And it just stops. I didn't catch that ending until like the 50th time I listened to that song. Because you're just kind of listening. Oh, this is cool. And you're just kind of going on and on. Sure. Doing other things. It just plays. And one time I realized that that's what it did. And I really appreciated it. Because it is that um, there's that I'm going to live for God. And if you don't like it, I don't care. And if you're going to tell me. Uh, religiously, legally, you know, whatever, whateverly, uh, that I'm wrong and I shouldn't do this. If I know God wants me to do this, I'm going to do it, whether you like it or not. I'm following God, not man. Uh, and so the song, you know, wow, you know, I'm not your cup of tea. I don't mind. I don't care. This is who I am. I'm following God, not you. But that very end, okay, maybe I do mind, just is that acknowledgement that I'm still human and it still hurts. Yeah. And I really appreciated that because um, uh, just that feeling that, you know, someone being angry with you for doing the will of God, you say, you know, we can say, yeah, I don't care. I'm doing God's, you know, I'm doing God's will and I'm going to keep doing it. But yeah, that stinks. You know, it, it, it still makes you, still makes you suffer. Well, you know, you could have a family member that's been murdered 
and you can come to a place where you forgive the murderer, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean the pain of the murder went away. Right. You know, uh, you know, someone can hurt your child, and you can forgive them, but it doesn't mean the pain <laughs> goes away. You know, mm -hmm. it's still something that the, the trauma is still something that people will have to live with for the rest of their lives. And that's why I think it's so amazing when you do see a story where, you know, a person has been able to forgive someone for doing a something very traumatic oh, yeah. and horrible. I, um, Son of Sam. You heard, you know his story? Yeah. He got saved in prison. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing about the family members of the victims just getting so upset and angry. And how dare he uh, claim to have found Jesus? No, he's going to hell. Doesn't matter what happened, he's going to hell. And and I get it. I get it from their suffering, from their, their the point of view that they have that they lost someone they loved. But I remember thinking, you know, what what is wrong with you? You know, someone. Someone has changed. Their heart has been changed and made new. Uh, this cold-blooded murder. This this is proof of how wonderful God is, and and how you know how much He actually changes hearts and lives. Um, and it, it's 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 sad to see that antagonistic reaction to news like that. But as you said, it's so understandable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the trauma, the pain, it's not, it, you know, you, you still got to deal with it. You got to you gotta live with it. Mm -hmm. And in the case of, you know, say you've lost a child, um, that, that's not how it's normally supposed to go, you know. Mm -hmm. And so not only do you have your own pain and loss because you missed that child, but also the regret that that child didn't get their chance, you know, mm -hmm. and so I can I can totally understand why, but then at the same time I can't help but just be amazed when you hear these stories. A mother who lost a child going to the killer and forgiving them. Yeah, you know that they're still going to deal with that for the rest of their life, but that that, that they can. I think that's a huge, huge uh, victory in heaven as well. Oh in, yes, in those kind of moments, um, and you know, I pray. I pray that nothing bad happens to my family, but I would pray that if something did, I would be capable of of that forgiveness, of that right. being that kind of person. Um, and I also pray I don't have to find out, <laughs> but but exactly. But at the same time, I would hope that uh, that I could that I could find that. I've started. I, 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 occasionally someone will pop in my head and I'll go, oh, um, I have something against that person, you know, and, 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 and I'll, in that moment, you know, sit down and I'll, I'll say a prayer of forgiveness. And I've started, I've started going, you know, Lord, if possible, whatever offense I think I have against this person, please don't let it be held against them. Don't let it be accounted against them. I want it totally. I want it to be totally forgiven. Mm -hmm. You know, just like you have done to me. Yeah. You know, I want it totally absolved. I, I want, you know, and and I and that's been kind of what I've been doing lately. 
and oh, it feels so good. It does. It, 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 I, I mean, people say, oh, it's like a weight is, is lifted off the shoulders, but it really is. It, it now, uh, yeah. that, uh, you know, now <laughs> it, it, if they pop back in my head, you know, there's a little victory because it's like, yes, we've already done that. And sometimes I'll do it again just to be sure, you know, like it, it, it does. It, it's, it's, a, it's a really, really good feeling. And I don't know if it's just because that's where I'm at in my walk, but I would, you know, I, I think that anybody, no matter where they are in their walk, surely would have to feel good to, to not have to think about that anymore, to not have to uh, just, yeah, it's, it's released from mm -hmm. that, that burden is gone. Yeah. So anyway, I, yeah, we, man, we've gone, we've gone full, <laughs> we've gone full circle on this one. Um, but we are, we are over an hour. Oh, okay. Do you think you have anything else? No, no. I, I honestly, I thought those couple of topics would be about half an hour, and you'd have more stuff <laughs> to. Um, and it always happens, doesn't it? We always think, yeah, I have maybe twenty minutes of material, and then we look over and go, "Oh my goodness, look at the time!" Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's a study or a conversation or a what. It just uh -huh. it always ends up being longer than we anticipate. Uh, which shows you how unprofessional we are. <laughs> we don't have this set. We don't, you know. But again, it's not about us. I don't care. Uh, I'm good with that. Uh, the less people, the more the more people look at us and go, man, what a bunch of losers. You know, I'm good with that. I'm, I'm totally good with that. So, want to call it good there? Yeah, I think this has been a good, a good one. I think this was a good time. All right, so hey, thanks again uh, for stopping by. And as always, this has been Scott. Yes, thank you very much. This has been Brad, and this is not about us.